the still itself looks like his. He looks like you know those uh, those little blow up things in front of those buildings where they're trying to sell like a whole bunch of mattresses or something, and they be like they be like what? that's what he looked like in the picture when he getting dunked on. <laughs> the little, sw- the little, yes, the, the little, <laughs> the little flap, them inflatable yeah. dudes, the inflatable, yeah. the inflatable they stick man. Be gone every yeah. every which way. Are now listening to the duo sports and stuff podcast here are your hosts deontay epps and dane beasley hello and welcome to episode 52 of the duo sports and stuff podcast my name is deontay epps joined by my best friend my ace my dog my guy dane beasley dane how are you doing this afternoon evening my guy doing pretty good man doing pretty good um just got this look my first day back at work in like two weeks because of our little break that we had so mm-hmm. this feels like a normal day because we're one recording and two just got off of work well not got off of work yeah. but two hours ago off of work um so yeah it feels good man how about, how about you how are things in the land? <laughs> we are good man uh we built we finally built our pergola oh, our little nice. canopy little gazebo, yeah right? we did yeah, basically a gazebo, <laughs> but um, basically, man, it was uh, we did it at night. Okay, had all our lights out there so we wouldn't have to deal really? with the sun and stuff like that. So, it took about two hours, but not too bad. Mission accomplished. Although it did rain a lot today, so now like the the canopy part is like it was full of rain, so yeah. it's like had to shake the rain out of it. But other than that, uh, things are good, man. But happy to be back recording episode fifty two. Um, want to say thank you to Jay Billis once again for hopping on with this last episode. Huge, talk all huge, things huge. NIL, man. We've got good feedback from that. Appreciate Jay again for coming on with us. And want Appreciate you to know you, you can review, rate our podcast on Apple. Five stars, as always. And as Bomani Jones said, if you don't give us five stars, I am inclined to believe you are a hater. <laughs> I love when he says that. I love when he says that. He had me scared. He had me scared because he was gone for a whole minute. Yeah, he's on vacation, vaca- right? Yeah, he was on vacation. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, when I listened to the, the podcast from Wednesday, I was like, please tell me I didn't miss anything. Please, listen. and he was like, all right, man, welcome back. I mean, glad to be back. Took a little hiatus. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. I thought yeah. something was wrong on my podcast. <laughs> I was like, man, what did I do? Like, you know, so, yeah, but it was cool. I got to catch up. I got to yeah, catch up good. on his. It, it's good. The Wednesday one is good. I haven't listened to Friday yet, but Wednesday's good. Yeah. Big shout out to Blue Wire Hustle as well. We are a Blue Wire Hustle podcast. And man, episode 52, Dane, feels good to be back recording. Yeah. And first things first, man, NBA Finals. I know we talked about it on episode 50, how with, you know, without a LeBron, a big star, mm-hmm. like the usual teams that we always see <laughs> in there. suspects. Right, right. I, I was very happy, you know, that, you know, there's new blood in there. We have... Yeah. Chris Paul and the Suns, of course. Chris Paul's first trip to the NBA Finals, first two games, he went crazy. Suns won both of them. But Giannis last night, and Giannis has been playing, bro. Yeah, he's been playing well. He's been playing well, pretty much. I mean, obviously he could be playing better, but that just speaks to the development of his game. But he's he hasn't had a bad. Damn, I shouldn't say that. I don't. But no, this is what I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I know the perfect way to offset this. (laughs) <laughs> when we saw his injury, mm-hmm. we I thought it was a wrap. I was like, yeah, right? this, this, this over with. Everybody thought it was a wrap. And then for him to what looked like a season-ending injury, right. come back and put up those kind of numbers, the first two games he lost. But the last 
game, he put up 41 points. He's put up 40 in the last two. And, of mm-hmm. course, willing his team to win, of course, with help from, you know, his other teammates, man. Finally. Giannis does not – I mean, there's a small group of people that – I mean, I won't say small, but there's a group of people that, like, really like Giannis. I know you're a Giannis fan. I yeah. don't hate Giannis, you know. But there's a group that don't really care for his game, you know, the way he, like – does the HB dive? People say almost <laughs> almost every drive. But man, putting up forty one points when you're—I won't say he's on one leg, but when it yeah. looked like his season might be over and extending a part of that—that that, that's crazy. Listen, here's the thing: um, we are going to start seeing more and more and more and more guys with his build, uh, with his God given build, playing in his style. Of course, the hope is that he continues to develop and he. Um, advances the repertoire of offensive uh, <laughs> offensive feats that he can do because what we're seeing right now is the same repetitive thing. You get a little dribble on, tries a little uh-huh. shake and bake, and goes to the paint, score within ten feet of the bucket. But that's been a turnoff for a lot of people. But no one has seemed to stop it yet. So my thing is. If it ain't Why broke, stop? yeah. If it ain't broke, <laughs> don't fix it. Like, I mean, so what? Like, we've we've given other op- we've given other athletes the opportunity, or other basketball players the opportunity to to progress and sharpen their game and add additional tools to their weaponry. And I think it's it's high time that we do the same thing for this guy. I and mean, of course, it's not the most fantastic thing watching in the finals right now, but it's forty points in back to back games is impressive. I don't care what position you play. So right, we'll see. And like the 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 willingness, the will to win. Like I mean, obviously all players are going to have that mentality in the NBA yeah. Finals game, but I feel like with Giannis, like you just got to respect it, whether you like the way he plays or not. But just I, I just keep going back to that knee injury where I'm like, man, it's a wrap, you know. Yeah, and you know to see him bounce back has been incredible. Now I still have the Suns winning this in seven games, but I would yeah. not be mad. I would mad. love for Chris Paul to get a ring. Yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't be mad if the Bucks <laughs> won it. Like I think it goes back to what we we're saying. Like I mean, the Bucks won one with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Oscar Robinson, but it's been years, obviously, and the Suns have right. never won one. So either way, it goes on that end. I feel like it's a it's a win for. The NBA for sure having, and I think we talked about this too, having a new mm-hmm. team um, support their crown. We, we're going to get, regardless of how you feel about either one of these teams, we're going to get two amazing games. Those the, the other three games, call them what you want, but these next two games, the next two games, we're going to see some amazing stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I What I've been loving the most is this Devin Booker um uh, this this Devin Booker slander. I love it. Um, he, <laughs> he, look, I think I know why. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> why? I feel like because every time he touches the ball, announcers are saying something about his comparison to Kobe. Yeah, which I <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> Until we see this man with five seconds on the shot clock and three other his teammates open, see him driving to the paint pivot off one foot and fade away with eight defenders in his face. Yeah. Let's kill all of it. Let him be the next Devin I, Booker. Let's stop comparing right. other and players to other players for the sake of doing it because it's it's a tired and he, silly argument. The first two games he put up 
like he scored he like twenty. He was, but like he he was taking a lot of shots, but he yeah. it was like his percentage wasn't as good. And then last game he dropped like maybe ten points, I think. Yeah, uh, hey. it was it was like so maybe it'll calm down some and of that notion. A lot of people were pissed off about it, or not pissed off, but just like very critical of his games. Like when he's not, you know, when he when the ball isn't dropping through the bottom of the net for him, what does he bring to the table offensively? And you'd be hard pressed to say. Outside of you know seeing the court, uh, making sure, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. Aside from seeing the court and making sure he's opening up the the floor for his teammates, I mean, there's not really much you can get from him on the offensive yeah. side of the ball if the if the shot isn't falling. But it's been right. it's been a circus. He's of he's course. a pretty decent defender. Oh hell, but, hell yeah. yeah! I mean, obviously his offensive game is what. And that's you know, what, drives, what he's known and, for. Yeah, exactly. And that's what that's what that's what's going to drive people to to continue to 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 not only love him but just and yeah. embrace him as a player, especially if you're somehow one of the eight Phoenix Suns fans in the world. So yeah, <laughs> one of eight. I do know a few, <laughs> but I don't know. Game any. four is on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and it seems like, and I feel like I was talking to my brother about this yesterday. I feel like this series is going to be the winner of this series is going to be the one to take one on the road. Mm-hmm. Because obviously both teams are very strong at home, like yeah. completely different teams at home than they are on the road. I feel like Milwaukee even more so. Like they Back obviously look at like, yeah, and yeah, they've been down two zero before uh, in the playoffs, and so playing at home, Middleton plays extremely better. Drew Holiday as well. Giannis is going to be Giannis regardless, but True. I think I think they take Game Four because. I think they're going to build off the momentum from game three playing in Milwaukee, all the hype going around. And Mm -hmm. I feel like Giannis and those guys will take game four and even it up. I think whoever is the first team to take one. Well, obviously if it goes seven, the Suns can win all of them at home because, you know, they have the most home games. Uh, But I I really think, yeah, I really think if Milwaukee or whoever steals one at home, it's a wrap. What do you okay. think? I want to see what Vegas has to say. Have they posted? Uh, they posted oh, no. the, odds the line. Yeah, let me I'm know. sure they have. I haven't. I haven't looked it up though. Okay, I'm. I'm trying to stay away from it until like basically, essentially the the day before, maybe even a few hours before the game, just so I can not hype myself up for what could possibly happen. Versus, I want to see what the professionals see how the NBA is going to. I mean, see how the the, the gambling world is going to fix this game. Yeah. Like how they're trying to dress this up. Before we do every podcast, you know, we prepare our notes and put little notes in there about what we're going to talk about. And you made me laugh so hard. You put in the picture of <laughs> Cam Johnson get dunked on oh, or dunking on P.J. Tucker. Yeah, PJ. Bro, first reaction. That's that was insane. He tried to take the charge, but yeah, no, the, the still itself looks like his. He looks like, you know, those uh, those little blow up things in front of those buildings where they're trying to sell like a whole bunch of mattresses on them. And they'd be like, they'd be like, what? That's what he looked like in the picture when he getting dunked on. The little, sw- the little, yes, the, the little, <laughs> the little flap, them inflatable yeah. dudes, the inflatable, yeah. the, the inflatable they stick always man. Be going every yeah. every which way. That's what he looks like, unfortunately. But I don't know what was going through this man's mind. Um, but he will forever, regardless of how this series ends, he will forever uh, be remembered in that fashion. Unfortunately, it's just at home too, bro. Like. It's mm. it's one of those things. I feel like if PJ Tucker would have got there Shea earlier, it might have been a charge. But it's never, I mean, still, it's never, the, it's never thing. good getting put on a poster. No, heck no. <laughs> because fifteen years from now, nobody's oh, 
15 years from now, it'd be hard to say how the outcome of that, that, that position would have went. Some people might've remembered it as, of course he got the charge. Some people might've remembered it as, oh, he missed the dunk. But as of right now, in this present on the 12th of July, we're going to remember that as him getting absolutely demolished oh, on live TV. Most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. Game four on Wednesday, Phoenix up 2-1, game four in Milwaukee. So we'll come back next episode and keep you updated on that. Staying in the world of basketball, Dane, we are less than two weeks away from the Olympics. And, you know, in the basketball world internationally, for the most part, NBA or USA has dominated. Uh, but there was an exhibition match that happened between Team USA and Nigeria, and those guys from Nigeria were not playing, man. They beat Team USA 90-87. to 87. The Team USA squad did not look ready. They did not look inspired. Mm. And Sluggish, I if put you will. In, in our notes, uh, Precious Achua, he swatted uh, Kevin Durant at the basket, <laughs> and he literally posted on his Instagram the picture of him swatting KD, and he said, you're not, that, not guy. that guy, pal. Trust <laughs> you're me. Not, you're, you're not, not that, that guy. guy. You're not that guy. Saying that to a two-time champion, KD, one of the best scorers in the league. That, and it, for 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 ex- exhibition match, I'm like, uh... You can see the boys people, again. Yeah, people can say what they want about, oh, they're not taking it serious enough, but there's a sense of pride when... <laughs> there's a sense of pride when you get when you put on that USA uh, team uh, jersey. And right. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they, they thought they could coast on this one, but clearly everybody knows who's the big bad bully on the block and the, the Americans just got knocked off. I mean, call right. it what you want. We know it's an exhibition game. It means little to nothing, but at the same time, Hey man, hey man. That's just me. I, I I was watching it like on my phone as we were putting up the pergola, and I'm mm-hmm. like, man, these boys are letting Nigeria hang around, and it wasn't, it wasn't really a hang around. I, I'll I'll go into that because Nigeria hit 23s, like 23s, yeah. and then Slash today, them. as we're recording today, be France, they right? knocked off Argentina. No, not Nigeria France. beat Argentina. So I mean. These guys ain't going anywhere. And I feel like USA is going to have to see them again at some point. But as you said, it is exhibition. But, I mean, there is added pressure when you put on that Team USA uniform and you got a basketball in your hand. We we talked about it a few podcasts ago that this the, the lineup, the Olympic lineup, it wasn't like it didn't yeah. give you that like that oomph. When you looked at the names, it's like, eh, there wasn't the. Uh, I don't know. We have a collection of players that we all we're, we're all aware of. We we know about Dane. We know about your KDs, but there we didn't have we didn't have that bona fide generation. Well, not bona fide generation guy. We didn't have that bona fide guy that we can know. Okay, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be okay. Especially given you know what happened with the Nets. You know how they got kicked out of the playoffs. Granted, of course, yeah. KD couldn't do it by himself. But at the same time, he's the quote unquote next guy up, and of course, he's gonna face harsh criticism. Uh, just as much as any other yeah. team, especially when you think Facts. about when you when you talk about Olympic basketball and what's at stake and the reputation that the Americans have, I don't want to go. I don't want to go there, especially with it being just an exhibition game. But it doesn't it doesn't settle my fears. That it kind of reminds me of the two thousand four season. Um, when we yeah with, with Spain and. Well, yeah. Is it, uh, the, the, the good news, the good news, if you could take anything good out of this situation, one, it's an exhibition game. Doesn't count. It. <laughs> two, 
you got time to get it together. But it's I, I it's definitely an embarrassment. But at the same time, if I see like Nigeria, if they won again today against Argentina, and Argentina is not a pushover. They're they're always yeah. in it towards the end too. So you can give Nigeria credit for sure. But at the same time, you it's that's Team USA, man. Like you said, reputation. You got the best players in the world on the squad. There's no excuse to lose that game. Yeah. But they'll bounce back. They play, I think they play Australia. We'll keep a touch on how they mm. do after that. Dane, you sent me this next story. And literally, as you sent me this one, I had just read it. Like the entire article, cover to cover, the world of college football, where we were talking about NIL last week. We were talking about something that happened uh, two that, years that ago? is so insane. Yeah. yeah. 2019. Yeah. And it feels like because two, 2020 was one of the longest years of all time, it just feels like such a it feels like it's much longer. 2019 was much longer ago than what it is. I know it's just right. two years ago, but still, it, it just feels like a very long time ago. Long story short, we have a uh, coach, uh, former. <laughs> well, a coach by the name of Les Miles. Some of you might know about him uh, of the Jayhawks. And uh, and apparently, allegedly, uh, there were a, f- a number of football players on the team that were, reads notes, street manufacturing, uh, selling narcotic. Um, mm-hmm. They were selling they were selling some sort of drug. Um, one of the teammates caught wind of it, and whether or not he approached the team members or approached the quote unquote drug dealers is a little foggy, a little murky. But some words were exchanged, and from there, there was beef. Um, the football players would then uh, there are a number of times where they had altercations with this particular player, uh, whether it's in practice, before practice or after practice, or even in the dude's bedroom where they showed up basically, you know, trying that to it's insane, man. It's, it's like a scene out of the wire. Or something they showed up at the man's house to intimidate him. It was like, and his girl, I mean, ex-girlfriend, of course, his ex-girlfriend was there too. I'm like, man, like, but essentially, uh, Les Miles swept some stuff, or not? I can't even say pin this all on Les Miles. This is if this if the allegations are true, then the entire athletics department, top to bottom, uh, yeah, all the way from whoever the team, because every team has one, a team handler, the team handler that didn't take care of it, the coaching staff, uh, whoever's in charge of um, disciplinary uh, disciplinary actions and things like that, um, keeping the players in check from that standpoint. Athletic directors, even you might even say some of the members of the the campus cabinet might have some 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 dirt on them for this. But essentially, uh, the the young man was paid off to stay away and, of course, leave the campus and to go on about his life and uh, not say anything about about it, not say anything about it. But somehow we got a story about a really long story. It took about 10, 15 minutes to read. So it's. If you haven't already, take a look at that. You know, I'm sure we'll we'll have a link somewhere, but take a look at that article or read it for yourself. Yeah. It's pretty uh, in depth. Of, of course, it's only one side because a number of the players declined to, um, you know, give their side or or, or speak with uh, the reporting team that you know wrote this piece. But I mean, there has to be some sort of yeah. truth to it. Not sure how much, but it's it's something straight out of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's straight out. Uh, of a that's movie. a fact. <laughs> And the player, the player that was supposedly paid off, his name was Caperton Humphrey from mm-hmm. West Virginia, transferred to Kansas the year a year after playing at Eastern Kentucky, I believe. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, everything Dane said is what was said in the article as far as him transferring there. He started a few games his first year there, 
um, got into it with some teammates uh, about, you know, you saw them supposedly selling drugs. And ever since that altercation that they had in practice, mm-hmm. it's it's been a long thing where he is essentially getting bullied. Yeah. From what the article is saying, he's getting bullied by four players on the defensive side of the ball who, according to the article, played a lot of time under Les Miles. So mm-hmm. um, it's just unfortunate, man, especially with everything in Title Nine and everything that's gone on with cases all over the country being swept under the rug. You know, every now and then we'll get a report about something that happened a few years ago where a coach or an administrator has turned a blind eye. And it's like, yeah. man, you would think people would have, I mean, some integrity, <laughs> an integrity, some compassion for these types of situations. So like for, for this one, for example, instead of less miles in the administration, giving discipline to these four or however many players they didn't. They decided to, okay, we got to keep this on the hush-hush. Let's pay this guy, do whatever it takes for him mm-hmm. to not say anything about it. And for a program like Kansas, where, I mean, in football, you're already like the bottom of the bottom in the Big 12 basketball. You are currently battling allegations in the basketball program. And the basketball program is one of the top programs in yeah. the country. And this is just not good. Um and it seems like because some of the players or excuse me, some of the administration as men- mentioned in this article is still a part of the staff and they've already hired or a part of the process, hiring a new athletic director, a new coach. So I'm sure that obviously I don't think this is going to be the end and yeah. we'll see more about this story in the future because people that are mentioned in this article are still part of the organization or yeah. the the athletic department. So and it's unfortunate <laughs> and believe it or not, I don't think we'll see the last of these kinds of stories. Unfortunately, um, with stuff coming out, um, it's just, it's just a sad situation. Man. Yeah. But what there's, there has to be some truth to it because of course, in a situation like this, no pun intended where there is smoke, there usually is fire back to you, Deontay. Yep. And with that note, <laughs> Nerdy news segment brought to you by nobody. Except Keith for that <laughs> beautiful music that he provides with us or for yeah, us. Keith one time. Black Widow. Black Widow. Black Widow. It has been two years since Marvel movies, Dane. A little over uh, two, a year. Two, two, Spider-Man, three. right? When did Spider-Man come out? Far from home. Wait, hold on. I'm drawing a blank here. I should remember because I went to this. It came the first out Marvel the same movie. year as Endgame. And Endgame came out in 2019. Out like no movies in 2020. After, like, two weeks I think like after. a month. Okay. Anyway, Black Widow came out July 9th. Marvel Studios returned to the big screen. Directed by Kate Shortland, Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, Rachel Weisz, David Harbour. Movie takes place between the events of Civil War and Infinity War. I wanted to say I I did enjoy this movie, Dane. Mm -hmm. There were parts of the movie, and I talked about this with Karina, where... Oh, 
Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> Thank you. Spoiler alert. There were parts of the movie where I, I didn't understand why or how certain things happen. And I'll get to that in a second. But okay. overall, man, I enjoyed the action. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed some of the gaps filled in from previous movies, like the Avengers, where Loki is, is talking to uh, Black Widow about her red uh, ledger. Murky, red, yeah, dirty, murky pass, Drakeoff's yeah. daughter. And we mm-hmm. like, okay, who, what, what happened? Like, it filled in those gaps. Yeah. Um, of course, the post credit scene where we see her sister, Yelena Belova, meets up with a uh, chick from uh, Seinfeld. I can't even remember her <laughs> real name. <laughs> but basically going off of her appearance in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. where it looks like it's set, setting up some sort of team. Could be the Thunderbolts, could be Dark Avengers. We don't know yet. Right, um, but overall, I would say this movie... Uh, as much as we've seen with the Loki show and what we've seen with WandaVision, of course, those are more uh, power magic kind of beings. It was mm-hmm. good to see a grounded type of MCU movie similar to what we saw with Winter Soldier back in the day, uh, the Captain America movies. But I will say it was a gr- it was a good send off for Scarlett Johansson if she doesn't return as Black Widow, which yeah. doesn't seem like she will, man. But um, overall, I enjoyed it. I will talk about the gripes in a second, but what'd you think of it? I like the movie. Um, me and the wife, we enjoyed it thoroughly. No, we're disappointed because it shouldn't have, she should have gotten this. I mean, I understand the way the Marvel does things, um, <laughs> the sequence, but I, it's been a gripe for me ever since they announced it. She should have been got this movie. And whether or not they were concerned about whether it was going to perform or not, that's irrelevant. You got to take chances on the people that you invest in and you invest in it in her particularly in so many roles in the MCU. Uh, with that being said, I'm glad they gave her her roses. Um, she had a big hand, not only with, like you said, as an actor in the movie, but she's behind the scenes. Uh, she's credited as one of the, if I'm not mistaken, like executive producer or something like that. She's, she had a big role, a big hand in what took place or what was uh, happening in the movie, which is hella respect to her because that's long money. She's going to get more money from that than she will, you know, being casted in the particular role and playing in the in the movie itself. But it's just kind of dope. And it speaks to her, her range as a, as not only as a, a creator, but but also as a, a human being in this this uh, particular MCU. But if I could be real, I like the movie for two things. One, we finally got some. Some more clarity upon Budapest and with her and and Clint have mentioned Budapest a number of times. And it's like, why do they keep bringing this up without like almost like they're teasing us? But it it was kind of just a good callback. And it's one thing we got to credit or I I in particular, I credit Marvel a lot for the the way that they provide these callbacks and the way that they uh, misdirect with their trailers and and movies and such. Um, But to me, that was one of the most impressive things, just finally getting finally having that particular part of uh, the the story payoff. Um, Second is just, we can see their continuity We're we're transitioning from one black widow to her successor. Um, Of course, it might take us a while to get there, but we can already see that it it is already being put in place. Um, Of course, with the other widows, um, spoiler alert, of course, again, with the other widows being released from their uh, their control and, and captivity, there's endless possibilities on who could take the realm. And, uh, but I think signs are all pointing to her sister. So we'll see. Now back to these grab shares. 
Oh, my bad. Go ahead, man. Before before I get to the gripes, one thing I did enjoy, and I watched Endgame today before we started recording, huh. and it kind of brought everything back into like a full closure moment. Her okay. sacrifice, the way she was acting in Endgame, you could kind of like assume like what we saw in Black Widow is her like, all right, I've done this. I've, you know, I already know I have these families that I didn't think I had. And mm-hmm. I've done my I've had my purpose here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I can sacrifice my life for the greater good kind of thing. And I felt like rewatching Endgame, like if you get a chance, just rewatch, even if it's not the whole thing, just rewatch her scenes. And it kind of like brings it some closure in yeah. a sense, especially from the um, guilt, the guilt that she's been harboring for a long time, especially they showed it in Black Widow when she assumed that she, of course, she's admitted she's done a lot of you know, a lot of dirty things, a lot of grimy things in her past. But the one thing that seems like it's been harder than the most is possibly killing a little girl. Um, but yeah. turns out she didn't actually kill her. And although she was freed from that, she still has the guilt and suffer the consequences of her actions based on the way that person had to live their life under mm-hmm. a severe state of mind control. So it was cool seeing yeah. her come to terms with that. But I think in in game, she definitely was at peace with her life because of everything, mm-hmm. the events that transpired from the movie that we just uh, got right. two years after she died. <laughs> Correct. It's crazy. It's crazy. And to, these one of the, <laughs> to the grapes. <laughs> to the grapes. Uh, you, you mentioned one of them, just the placement of the film, and it's not the film's fault, obviously. No. I feel like, obviously, I, the film would have served a better purpose if it was either in the spot Captain Marvel was in which was in between Infinity War and Endgame or directly after Civil War chronologically mm-hmm. in the story. Mm-hmm. But like it gave it more of a, I guess, impact, so mm-hmm. to speak, which is not the film's fault. No, it's not a critique of the film. It's just a placement of the film. It would, I felt like it would have made it more, gave it more of a impact yeah. in the <laughs> overall MCU. There's one, there's one of the critiques, one of the critiques of Marvel, of the MC. If you want to yeah. talk about anything Marvel does bad, is it might just be the timing of their releases. That that might be it. That just wasn't thought out the, properly. The, the next gripe, it was parts of the film, bro. I know the MCU is the MCU. You're going to see crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as her jump from the sky was from the <laughs> towards the end, she yeah. landed on her feet, bro. She landed on her feet. It was just different parts. It's like you you know you know what's gonna happen because it's MC. You know she's not yeah. gonna die. You know yeah, she's gonna absolutely. do superhero stuff. That just kind of I could get over that. The part that kind of made me feel like okay, what happened there? It's towards the end. Mm-hmm. The family's all together. They're like oh, we're family. You know they're yeah, the, family. Uh, Scarlet is a Black Widow standing there, and literally the trucks. The Ross and them are coming to get mm-hmm. her, mm-hmm. and she's just standing there looking at them come, and then it just cuts and goes from her talking to uh, Mason, yeah, with the blonde hair, and I'm like, how does she get out of that situation? Like Ross was literally right there, might have been, and a then it just scene. like flipped, some, some cut from the film possibly. I, I don't know, man. That part just it, it kind of it it wasn't like terrible, but it's just like. I, I didn't see I wanted to see like okay did she get away well obviously she did but like how like they were literally right there and it just cuts <laughs> to her with Mason getting the Quinjet and flying off but I mean it was just different parts of the film were just eh like 
didn't make sense to me. And then I don't know how I feel about Taskmaster. There were a few scenes. The fight mm. scenes with Taskmaster were dope. They were dope. But I don't know if I like who Taskmaster was. Uh, um, too predictable? Too predictable? Actually, I didn't predict that. I did. But I was like, man, that girl you, you ain't felt dead. like it was her? Yeah, because if he survived, then surely enough, the little girl could he probably will the girl to survive. I just didn't, I didn't know that it was going to be a mind control thing. I, I yeah. that was the furthest thing from my mind, but I just knew that the girl was going to be I was like, man. And plus, the one thing that gave away for me, and this isn't like, it was her, the size of her arms. Her arms were skinny, like super skinny. When she, yeah, was, I didn't pay attention. When she, uh, I forgot what scene it was, but she walked by the camera. I was like, man, is that Kevin Durant in there in that costume or something? Because the arms are just toothpick like. And I was like, all right, that's probably, that might be either just a super, super, super tiny guy or, is it, you know, it's, it's it might be a woman. But my suspicions were they kept referencing to the little girl and the mistakes that she made. Okay, yeah, that's definitely her then. The guilt. Yeah. There's no way for us, her to keep talking about the guilt and for it to just keep going like this and then eventually drop off. It had to be some sort of payoff with them mentioning the guilt and her redeeming herself. And sure enough, yeah, you know, I thought I thought Mason was gonna be Taskmaster, but throughout the film, I'm like, there's no way. Like, how is he here? Taskmaster is there. Like, I just hmm. felt like his. Hmm. I think because his character was just like very scarce in the film. Like, you only saw him in a few things or a mm-hmm. few scenes, and so I thought. Cause he, I have you ever seen that actor before? Ot, his name is Ot Fag Benley, but he no. plays in uh, Handmaid's Tale, which Karina loves. But okay, no, I, uh, seen I just feel like he'd have a bigger part because he's like he's uh, gonna have a bigger part. Is what they're saying? Yeah. they're teasing at least. Yeah, so right, and so I, it just goes back to one of those things where MCU like will lay something there and be like, all right, that's gonna be there. We're sowing the seeds now, but later it's gonna pay off. Like I feel like Taskmaster is gonna come back, but I don't know what capacity. We'll see. I mean, I think it's a villain that 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 can come down the line. So what I've seen the the criticism that I've been reading online about the Taskmaster Taskmaster is just the the way that the origin story, the backstory, it wasn't fulfilling enough to a lot of people. And I was like, dude, this is the MCU. Like we've seen plenty of times where villains Them come back and reprise the roles. Like there, they're gonna, there might be another variation of the Taskmaster. We've seen how the the Flag Smashers they arose because they were inspired by criminals and inspired yeah. by other he- or anti heroes. They were inspired by other anti heroes amongst the world. So there could very well be another person that's been just so breathtaking and so uh, what's the best way I can think of so captivated by the taskmaster that they, you know, end up trying to be a copycat. So there's also yeah. a possibility of that, but I'm not going to, you can't write off the particular portrayal or the particular order story of this person until we see the, the very last of it. And there's no telling when that would be in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And with them diving and we'll, we'll segue into the next part them diving into multiverse with the Loki show. Like it could be another whole taskmaster in another mm-hmm. timeline. You know, MCU has, like they with with the Loki, and we'll start talking about Loki now. For them to expand and go into the multiverse world, it's like a thing where the possibilities are endless. Like mm-hmm. you can take this character from this timeline, put him here. Like it, they they like have a bunch of toys on the floor right now, and they're like, okay, I'm done playing with this one, but I can go get this toy here and place mm-hmm. it there. 
with with Loki coming up, the finale coming up on Wednesday, Dane, what what are you expecting as far as a finale like leading into what could be the next few projects for the Marvel? Misdirection. Misdirection. Okay. Um where we've <clears throat> we've been hoodwinked and bamboozled in the past about what we thought the big bad and WandaVision was gonna be. Um we all thought it was, you know, not all, but a lot of us thought it was Mephisto. Um and it turned out to not be that. And yeah. here's the thing. This is a what six episode was it a six episode project? Mm-hmm. Six episode project. I don't think we're gonna get a big reveal like that. You know, somebody that's of, of course all suspicions uh and speculation is pointing towards Kang the Conqueror. But if he's supposed to be the next big bad, similar to how Thanos was, and there was 10 years worth of buildup for Thanos, we've got 10 seconds here, 15 seconds here, five seconds here, and then boom, he got most of the film, or he got most of the screen time in, in one of the movies. I don't know if they're going to, I don't think it would be a disservice to introduce a character of that magnitude that has so many, so many different tie-ins and so many different storylines associated with him to shoehorn him in in a mm-hmm. season finale of a six part series. That's not to say that it won't happen, but in my opinion, I just assume it's too good to be true. The misdirection, yeah. the obvious misdirection with his wife being in the show, um, is just too good to be true. I think it'll be a, just hey, a, all, like all the signs are pointing to Kang and yeah, knowing him to be, you is like it's gonna be messed around hey, and be a variant. You, it's gonna be a variant. You think it's Kang, but <laughs> We got this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but supposedly, uh, the you know, I'm mean, you mentioned how the buildup for Thanos took ten years. Mm-hmm. So these next few iterations of these villains aren't supposed to take that long. Of course, I thought I read a report from Feige, but I, I kind of agree with what you're saying about a villain as big as Kang the Conqueror mm-hmm. being introduced so quickly. We know he is coming yeah. in Ant Man three. Oh yeah, but to put him in here, and plus all the signs pointing to him coming, like it, the thing uh, about Renslayer, all that. Yeah, the thing about it is, we have so many movies, or so many. We have one. We have movies, and we have shows that have pointed at the multiverse being a, a realistic thing. We we have a mention of it in Endgame from uh, the Ancient One showing us the particular timeline and the and the different branches. We see that same sort of concept appear in Loki with the TVA. We see, mm-hmm. of course, the obvious leaks uh, for the next Spider-Man movie and the multiverse coming up with that. Um, obviously, the Doctor Strange too. We know that there's going to mo- be a multiverse, you know, mentioned in there. And then, of course, obviously in Ant Man, we we know that the quantum realm is going to be. Uh, a big part of that uh, tying into together the plot for that movie. So I think the buildup for the multiverse has been very evident and the way that we're going to see it in these different movies um, is going to be pretty impressive, but to just assume that it's going to be Kang this early, I think is just getting a little too ahead of myself and too excited, overexcited. So I'm going to tamper my expectations. Just tamper. Yeah. I'm just going to assume that it's going to be some variant of Loki. Maybe what if, we got an in-game Loki. The Loki that died is actually not dead. What if that's just him, or maybe some other cast-off form of Immortus or something yeah. like that? I, I don't I'm know. I'm not putting. I'm not putting nothing like down. Like any possibility at this point. But overall, man, the show. Hmm. I think we talked about this a few episodes ago. Out of the three Marvel or 
Disney Plus shows from Marvel Studios that has came out so far. Loki yeah. is by far my favorite. Yeah. Um, Told you, bro. Everything we've seen. From, yeah. Tom and Hiddles, I, and Tom that was the GOAT, bro. No, I agree. I was, and I was, out of all three shows, I was least excited for this one. So Shame. for it to, I know, I know, but I'm like, Loki, though, like before, like, Tom Hiddleston aside, the character of Loki, we saw that he died already. So I'm like, what more? How can many they other times have we seen a- this man die? Uh, well, I agree. On, on, I agree. Brother. But my, my gripe was like, what more can we see from this character? And obviously I've been blown away by what they have brought, you know, to the table with this project. I'm definitely excited for the finale. Tempering my expectations for sure. But mm-hmm. um you had mentioned the the multiverse, Dane, and mm-hmm. what if, which is going to oh, be coming out I in August <laughs> from Marvel Studios, right? Okay. And so, if you have not seen the what if trailer, it is an animation project from Marvel Studios that is coming out in August. It'll be the next show, obviously, um, out for Marvel Studios. But I'm thinking, man. Is it going to connect with? It has to connect with the the MCU that we know now, even though it's, it's animation. It's, it's canon, bro. All of it's canon. Yeah. It's put it this way: it's the cheapest. No, I'm not going to say cheapest. It's the most convenient way that they can flesh out stories um, in such a way that it requires or doesn't require big big budgets. What I mean by that is, it's all the like. What if? What if? <laughs> what if what if was live action we wouldn't get that this soon that would no we wouldn't re- that would require a lot of money for one because tony stark is one of the primary which of course they recast the the, the mm-hmm. voice is not is not that of robert downey jr obviously correct uh, it's be way too expensive in my in my if my thought process pans out is way too expensive one you have to think about that Two, you have to think about getting all those characters in one place again, which you can conveniently do with voiceover acting. It's, it's very, 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 very convenient. Three, we get endless possibilities and we get a we get to see another creative side of Marvel and, of course, DC. And then, of course, we have tons and tons and tons of content with yeah. those backstories, with alternate uh, alternate adventures Amen. and alternate Say, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm, no, I'm gonna ask you this. Oh, uh-oh. you said it's you said it's canon. You think it's canon? I think it's canon. So, could you see a possibility? However, what if ends? I don't know if the stories are going to be connected or they're going to be independent. But mm-hmm. say, for instance, the story, the what if stories are connected. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens at what if at the end of what if? Leads could you life. see like mm-hmm. like for example, say what if? Kim Mugger is at the end and he becomes Black Panther. I'm hypothetically speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you see that that same character from Killmonger, the animation, become live action in Black Panther 2? Like they'd have to explain it how that happened, whether it's something right, that's in the irreversi- multiverse. something that irreversible or something that messed up the way it's not supposed to be. I, I don't know how they would explain I don't know how they would explain it because I'm assuming it'd be two different yeah, I don't know how they would explain it because you eventually you'd have to come back and acknowledge the fact that, of course, T'Challa is no longer uh, mm. well, 
Chadwick Boseman. I just use yeah, yeah. I just I just use that one as an example. Oh, like, yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm just trying to in my head trying to poke holes to it. My bad. My bad. For example, like another one, like you know how we see Tony Stark. Yeah, the animation of Tony Stark, like he survives. Say he survives through what if doesn't get killed in the animation. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Can we see a Tony Stark? Uh, Tony Stark come out and be in live action in the MCU. Like I think whatever mm-hmm. ha- I think it's canon, but like you said. I don't know how they're going to explain that. Maybe with the Doctor Strange movie, like is it's definitely one of the those possibilities are endless, bro. Yeah, man. Don't look. Don't stretch yourself out thinking. Yeah, okay? yeah. You're gonna hurt yourself. <laughs> let it Kevin play out. Feige is yeah, ain't yeah, no they, telling they, what he's gonna do. Marvel's man. in their bag, my boy. Like that, with that's the, the fact. It, but the bottom line for the Wood of trailer it was very emotional. Um, obviously, we lost I an agree. icon. Uh, most importantly, his family lost a very, very dear loved one, which we will never understand um, as fans, of course. But from a standpoint of what his work across so many different genres of of a film has done representation wise. And then, of course, just how talented he was and just seemed like he was such a a young, very, very young, promising career that we're about to see unfold before our eyes. We get to see his last role. His last is, one, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be emotional. It is, for, I mean, I can't speak for about this. For, for me, it's going to, it's definitely going to be emotional. Um, but at the same time, it's the, the send off that he needs. Um, mm-hmm. But it's the gift that gives, the, the gift that keeps on giving. Um, because I had no idea. I knew that there was going to be a what if series, but I had no idea that there was, you know, I had heard something rumblings. that got done. Something that yeah, I heard rumblings he done. did finish that. Yeah, so, so man, that's that's gonna be awesome to see. And like you said, bittersweet, obviously, with the passing of Chad with Bozeman. Um, but yeah, that that series will drop August 11th. Mm-hmm. Excited for that. Of course, Loki season finale will drop this Wednesday on Disney Plus. We'll see how that goes. Going to be a lot of conspiracies and theories about what happens in the finale, but we'll obviously keep you updated and tune in on all our thoughts on the next episode. And Dane, we'll close out episode 52 with some good news, man. It's good news. Zayla Avant Garden. Yeah. Spelling, spelling extraordinaire. You, y'all, everybody's old enough to know every every once in a while, or not every once, this annually they have a spelling bee competition, and 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 these are some of the brightest child minds across the world show up, and everybody knows everybody knows what a spelling bee is. You, they say a word, you spell it, you get it right, you go to the next the next round. If you don't, you, you know what I'm saying, you fail. But this particular time, it's, it's very special. It's very special. It's first. First African American to win this competition, and it's in existence has been what close to a hundred years, right? Yeah, the competition I think it said 90, 96. Okay. I know it's, it's it's like super close to. It. I can't remember the exact number, but I know it's in the history, and we've seen it. I mean, I've obviously seen it. The plenty of gifts and the videos we saw of other kids winning, and it's like, man, that's that's dope. That's really dope. But to see this, you know, this black kid from Louisiana win, it was just like that was huge. And the fact that the the way that she characterized this particular championship the particular championship that she got the way she characterized it <laughs> she said this is essentially so many words she said it was a side hustle like a, yeah. a, this is a, this ain't even my main thing like this is just something i do on the side you know so let me put it this way blt working nine to five right essentially yeah i do you play yep. video games right yep you would consider video games like a little little side deal right yep 
Okay, let's so put that in perspective. If you have not done so, please do so. Google or YouTube this young lady's name, um, and you will see exactly what her main deal is. You will see what, what her, her... I've never Bruh. seen someone so young with handling and skill like that, but ladies and gentlemen, we might have a, a basketball prodigy on our hands because the way that the, her court vision, the way that she handles the ball, and of course, she's obviously a, a magician uh, going towards the hole. Like, she's phenomenal. So, holds three Guinness World Records for basketball skills. Like, I'm watching her on this video, and she <laughs> is on a unicycle dribbling three basketballs. And then there's another video. She's juggling and dribbling a basketball at the same time. I hand and I think she has a world record for the longest time dribbling five basketballs at the same time. It's insane. Yeah. Zayla Avant Guard, man. Shit Salute present. to you. Shout out to you. At the age of 13, 14, man, I she's nowhere at the near. Too. She was at the ESPYs, too. I see, at I the seen ESPYs, the, uh, seen the clip of her with Anthony Mackie hosting. Anthony Mackie gave her a shout out because they both from Louisiana. Yeah. But man, I I don't even know what to say, bro. Makes me not even want to pick up a basketball again. Just is like she's got every she's got the tricks down. Like, you know, here I am still looking at the ball as I'm dribbling and stuff. And she, you know, she's doing her thing. So hope hopefully, my hope is that we'll see her a lot more of her within the next five to six is. years, bro. Cause she only been yeah. studying words for two years, like for the spelling bee. Her brain is just out there, G. That's insane. And you see, That's insane. like when she spelled the uh, was it was it? She m- made the Bill Murray money? joke. <laughs> uh, like she, like you know, she's spinning around like Murray, uh, she, Yeah, she's yeah. just so excited, like to see the joy on that girl's face. And then right, right after she finished spelling the word, she's like kind of looking for approval. Like, she's like right, what's going on? <laughs> and then she obviously she got a signal from somebody, and then she was like. And then just the the yeah. range of emotions, it was just it was just cool to see. Like a kid it was a beautiful. candy store, man. So a beautiful to shout see. Out to shout her, out man. to yes, shout for out to, sure. Shout man. out to her and all the other spelling bee champs. Look, especially you viewer, I, we know you want to spelling bee at your third grade, uh your third grade championship. <laughs> and you know, we, we didn't get no you didn't get no no big celebration, you didn't go viral or anything like that. But guess what? We care about you. If you want to spell and be like if you want to spell and be and you want to get your props, just just shoot us a DM and we'll make sure to uh, <laughs> we'll make sure to shout you out because you're a winner in our hearts, even if you didn't make it yes. past the second round. <laughs> That's a fact, man. We'll close it on that one. Episode 52 of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. Make sure you check us out on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast.com. Episode 52. We out.